They are currently not on my deletion list because they do have magic within them. Three, two, one. And here we go, 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 go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Not Another Nerdy Podcast. This is episode number 49, the brand new year, 2018. My name is Tom Van Zandt, and I'm your host. And D-Rock should be with me this week, but he's not. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it. So, ladies and gentlemen, from across the world, the better half of the Aussie and the Palm show... You know him and you love him, Mr. Nate Appleby. Well, thank you, Tom. Thank you very much. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. And we have the man who brings the money. Happy New Year to you, Mr. J. Money. Tom, Senior Bo, Dave, I mean Nate, the Aussie. <laughs> I knew you'd come. 2018. I knew you'd come. That's right. 2017. You can kiss our asses. See ya. Don't want to be ya. Later. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, happy new year to Knot Nation and all the knotheads out there. Oh, yeah. It's uh, new year, new me as... Russ would say, I say, New Year, same me. If you don't like it, kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not changing for anybody, especially not a new year. So, All right. Well, Jay Money, you want to throw it over to our favorite virtual person for some social media presence and get that out of the way really quick? Yep. Virtual Jay Money. Get it out of the way really quick. Thanks, Jay Money. Well, you can like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com backslash podcast one you could follow us on Instagram at NotPodcast1. You could follow us on Twitter at NotPodcast1. We are on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, YouTube. Check us out on the NerdPodcastMafia.com website and also check us out on Podknife.com and leave us a five star review. Back to you. Okay. Thank you, Virtual J Money. You're the best. Love that guy. <laughs> Everybody He's- does. He's my favorite of all the monies. <laughs> it's getting a bit arrogant, though, I've noticed. <laughs> all right, so here we are. Nate was kind enough to fill in for D-Rock, who wasn't here tonight. And I'm very disappointed because he had a major announcement. I mean, I know we were going to recap everybody's holidays and then get into uh, best and worst of 2017 a little bit. And D-Rock had a major announcement that I was really looking forward to him sharing with Not Nation and now we got to wait <laughs> because I don't think it's our place to share that information. Do you, Money? No, definitely not. Not Nation's just going to have to wait another week. And I think the inner circle of Not Nation already knows what that information is. So, But I think the widespread audience will unfortunately have to wait for the big announcement from D-Rock whenever he decides to come back and record with us, which will hopefully be next week. <laughs> <laughs> actually i was a little surprised after uh the last episode episode 48 when he kind of jetted out before the show was even over 
I wasn't sure he was going to come back at all. He was so disgusted by your take of The Last Jedi being better than Return of the Jedi. He was really upset with that. Thing is, looking back at it, you've seen on Facebook how all of our friends love it. Yep. I mean, the cowboy loved it. Cowboy. Yes. There's a a lot of people saying it's their second second favorite, you know? Uh, Afghani's Dave is one of those as well. Yep. A lot of people in this world are also wrong. Doesn't uh, <laughs> doesn't sway uh, me at all. You know? Stop living in the past, Tom. Yes, I know. Kill it, kill it if you have to. Right, Nate? Let it die. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I I liked it, but not as much as money. I didn't hate it as much as you, but I'd rate it probably my fifth favorite Star Wars. Yeah, so, I'd, I'd say it's my fifth. I'll give you. I I agree. It's you my... won't like where I've got a new hope though, but no, probably not. <laughs> anyway, I got that about last. Well, but that's because you didn't see it in the theater in 1977. I think there's a lot of nostalgia. I'll be the first to admit. A lot of those, the original trilogy, my devotion and love for those movies has to do with nostalgia of growing up with them as a kid. You know, I obviously, if I wanted to smash them into pieces, I could. There's a lot of problems with those movies, but I choose not to look at them in that light, you know, because I grew up on them. I, like I've always said, I, I really appreciate what the original Star Wars did, but yeah, I will just leave it at that. Fair enough. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I love these nerds who like feel they have to defend The Last Jedi with their dying breath. How could you not like this movie? It's so innovative and so amazing. Don't you understand what Ryan Johnson was trying to do? Yes, I do, and I don't have to like it. That's the beauty of it. I'm allowed to have my own opinion about this movie. And for the record, yeah, I, I don't hate You're it. completely the opposite, though, Tom. You're defending your opinion that it was bad to anyone that will listen. That's so you're tr- just as bad as the people defending it because it was good. That's not true because I'm not trying to change anyone's mind because I know I'm not going to. I'm just trying to explain why I don't like certain things about it. A lot of people I know, Tom, that saw it the second time said it was a lot better the second time. And it may be. I was, you know, yeah, I, it is. I haven't seen it a second time yet. Maybe... When the shock has worn off and I can just take it for what it is, I might enjoy it a lot more. I don't hate the movie. There's a lot about the movie I did enjoy, but there's just a lot of movie that was unnecessary. And again, I'm never going to be okay with the portrayal of Luke. That will never grow on me. I know that. He's not my Luke Skywalker. Hashtag my Luke Skywalker. (laughs) No, hashtag not my Skywalker. (laughs) We all make mistakes. I'll, I'll be happy to wear this mistake as a badge of honor. I'm fine with that. Speaking of mistakes, why don't we address it? Why don't we address it? Because, you know, we're a podcast that talks about anything. We don't hide anything, right, Jay Money? No, definitely not. So let's address the elephant in the room. Earlier this week, Aussie and the Palm released their latest episode, and it was a great episode. I enjoyed it very much. They did something in that episode, which was shocking to many. And, Nate, you want to tell everyone what that was in case they didn't listen to your show? Yeah, uh, we, me and Rusty decided to leave the uh, podcast mafia for various reasons, mainly because of a couple of podcasts. But, yeah, just leave it at that. Won't name names again because it's not my show. <laughs> yes, you definitely shook the tree, I will say. You, you, you shook it up a little bit. I was a little surprised. I didn't know you guys were going to do that. So I was shocked when I heard the news. And then I listened to the episode. I'm not going to reveal what everyone was saying in the chat because the Mafia chat is a private chat. And 
I'm going to leave it at that. But I will say that you got some reactions from people and they weren't favorable. So I was, oh my God, what did they do? You know, yikes, what happened? So I listened and I have to say, aside from calling out two specific shows, I don't think what you guys said was that bad at all. In fact, you brought up some great points. Your main point, or at least Russ's main point, was that the mafia really only shares retweet, you know, retweets each other when they post their new shows, and they really do very little else cross promotion wise. Unlike, of course, you know what you guys do with us and what we do with dinner and a podcast, where we actually talk about each other's shows on our shows and thus gain listeners from each other's shows, which was the formula we were trying to work, but other shows within the mafia didn't want to participate in that. And that's fine. They don't have to like told me directly. He said, look, if I'm going to talk about someone else's podcast, then that person listening is going to think, well, why am I listening to this podcast? I should just listen to that other podcast. I get his point to a degree, but I also feel like if we're talking about mentioning us and there's more interaction between the podcasts on a regular basis, I'm not saying every week, but just every now and again, It'll get your listener base to be like, oh, these guys keep talking about this podcast and maybe I should check that podcast out as well and thus gain listeners like that was the whole idea behind it. And then, yes, I took it a little too far at times and it got out of hand because I was going for that wrestling mentality. Right, Jay Money, the whole face and, and heel idea where we would stir up some shit and get a little controversy going. And and I thought that would be exciting for the listeners. And unfortunately, that backfired and blew up in my face. Mm-hmm. Plus, that I, doesn't surprise me at all. Plus, <laughs> I feel like everyone listens to our show, also listens to Nate and Russ because the interaction is so high that they feel that it's like the same universe. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a cinematic. It's a cinematic podcasting universe. Right. It's, it's a podomatic universe. <laughs> like one of my buddies was behind a few weeks on both of our shows, and he had asked me when he should listen to the show when I was on Ozzy and Palm, when he should listen to that, like between like, the chronological yes, order. Yes. Yes. He was like, where, where do I listen to that in between, uh, not another nerdy podcast? Cause I don't want to miss out. And then, you know, here's something that I didn't hear on the other show. Ah, see, it's, it's almost like a comic book story crossover event, you know, where they cross over a storyline into multiple issues and you got to read the issues in a specific order. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, and I feel like if the yeah, podcast think, mafia, you know, we did that more, people would listen to all the shows. Right. Well, that was our original thought and what we were trying to slowly introduce. But obviously, other members of the mafia have different ideas on how they want to handle themselves, and that's fine. I'm not going to tell anyone else how they should run their podcast. Uh, I just think it would have been fun to try it our way, but that's cool. We can continue to do what we do with dinner and a podcast. And even though they're no longer in the nerd podcast mafia, we will continue to cross promote with our buddies, Aussie and the Palm. Absolutely. Well, I'm actually surprised. I'm actually surprised. Um, I'm allowed to be on your show now. Aren't I like blacklisted or. Oh no, 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 no. See, this is kind of all my fault because I'm the one who pushed so hard for you guys to join to begin with, because I really enjoyed your show. Like, I thought you guys were onto something. I liked your style. I liked what you were doing. It wasn't just nerdy talk. Like you, you were conversational and you did other fun stuff. You had fun, interesting games and unique takes. And I just thought it was refreshing and it would benefit the mafia. That's why I brought you guys to the table, so to speak, and wanted you to be a part of it. 
and I thought it was going to go over better than it did. And unfortunately, you know, I'm sorry it didn't work out for you guys. And I'm sorry you felt that it was a pointless group. But I mean, certain things that you said are definitely true. And I will say that you've definitely stirred the pot enough that now people in the group are talking again. Uh, a lot of the original founding members of the mafia had taken a step back from the chat and weren't really participating as much. And now everybody's talking again and coming up with ideas. You are more than welcome then, Tom. Yeah, so I guess in a way we have to thank you and Russ, Nate. Or at least I'll, I'll get my I mean, I know, written thanks from... Thanks. No, I don't think so. certain members of the Mafia will never thank you. In fact, I think one of them is planning a revenge plot against you for what, uh, you, said, what you said about them. I'm not sure how that's going to work well, out. They're gonna he can tell him if he wants my address, I'm happy to give it to him. Gonna, uh, and he can come over here and do whatever he's going to do. Put a hit out on you or something. I think that was another point that we made, that certain podcasts took the whole <laughs> mafia thing way too seriously. And I, I, I want to point out just quickly to anyone that listens in the Mer Podcast Mafia that me and Russ really only have issues with the two podcasts that have been mentioned. And to all the rest... Even though we didn't get much interaction, we don't really have issues with anybody else. We just found the group a little bit pointless, as we pointed out. And if you guys need someone to hate to galvanize you and work with each other, that's fine. Use us. We don't care. <laughs> well, we don't hate you, Nate. We still love you guys. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like it's partially my fault. I dragged you guys into it to begin with. <laughs> it's 100% your fault, Tom. Well, I'll take that. And I do apologize. So. <laughs> Yeah, the Nerd Podcast Mafia wants to blame anyone for Austin the Palm. Blame me, I guess. They can plot a revenge plot against you. Hasn't that already been happening? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's been happening since I left. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. I'm surprised right. I haven't kicked you out, Tom, just because you you got us on there, so you're well, lucky. It's, uh, it's nice to keep me around so I can be the butt of all of <laughs> jokes. <laughs> that's it. I'm an easy target. That's fine. He can do that. So enough of Nerd Podcast Mafia talk. We still love Nate and Russ, and even though they are no longer part of the group, we will still be interacting with them as if nothing had ever happened. I'm just going to pretend they were never in the Mafia, and then that's how I'll continue and stay neutral. I'm Switzerland over here. <laughs> that's how I'm taking it. There you go. But uh, I would like to congratulate Dork of All Trades, Tim and John from Dork of All Trades. They are a member of the Nerd Podcast Mafia, and they just released their final podcast episode. They have ended their show, and it's an end of an era, because they are one of the original Nerd Podcast Mafia members. They helped create the group. I think, I think there were four original members. No, I'm sorry, five. It was Back Issue Pod, Fans on Patrol, So Wizard, Open All Powers, and Dork of All Trades, and then Convo Comics Cast. Those are like the originals. And then Cult 45 came in, and then little by little, all the other podcasts came about. And obviously, not another nerdy podcast came about when I left. I didn't want to leave the group. So when I started this new podcast with Jay Money and Derek, they just they let us stay in, which was kind of nice of them. So that's it. Dork of All Trades was an originator, and they had a great show. They were guys who definitely didn't go with the typical nerdy news cookie cutter mold of podcasts they definitely did their own thing and they were drinking and having a lot of fun while they were recording they would go off on wild tangents and 
get into all kinds of craziness. And obviously, I appreciate that kind of formula. It was a unique take on podcasting. They were really good at it. And I'm sorry to hear that they are done and hanging up the microphones. It is a shame. But Tim and John, I wish you guys both the best of luck. And you guys are welcome to come on here anytime if you want to jump in and co-host with us on a future show. I'd love to have you guys on. So throwing it out there to you. And I also want to shout out another podcast that came to an end this past week. Our friend Jeff Carter and his podcast, The Geek League of America League Cast. They have been doing it for five years and they just wrapped it all up, finished off. This is the podcast that I credit my podcasting career to. I guested on his show and it was because of that show that and I decided we wanted to make our own podcast. So we came up with this podcast, which as you all know, resulted in not another nerdy podcast. So big shout out and props to Jeff Carter and Adam Moreau and Jeff's brother, Sean, Aaron Wood, who helped me on episode 48.5 last week. It was also a regular contributor to the Geek League of America League cast as well. But I want to congratulate them on a very successful and long run. Great show, and it's going to be missed. And I'm sure Jeff Carter will eventually be around uh, maybe when baby Zach comes in a few weeks. Jeff might actually sit in and help out on some of those shows when I'm not here. So shout out to them and check out the Geek League of America League cast. Their final episode just dropped this past week. And that's it. All right. We will move on with what everyone's been doing. Nate, how was your holidays? How was your Christmas and your New Year's? It was actually really good. I didn't work all that much. Christmas was great. And New Year's Eve, I was in bed by 10. So that went well. <laughs> I actually had to DJ on New Year's Eve, which sucked. But when you work New Year's Eve, it's like oh, well. du- double the regular gig rate. So I couldn't pass that money up. 10 p.m., Nate? Yeah, I, yeah 10 p.m. Oh, I was in bed. Right. I've gone to bed at 10 a.m. sometimes. On <laughs> uh, New Year's? Yes. No, I... Um, I worked, I worked New Year's Eve till about seven. Then got home, just relaxed, watched a bit of the cricket, and then I uh, went to bed. So pretty cruisy night for me. And I've talked about my Christmas in quite depth on uh, my podcast, Aussie in the Pom. So Fair I'll enough. let you guys tell your stories so people don't get bored. Of All right. Talking. No problem. Well, congratulations on learning the sex of your future child. That's news. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Having yeah. a boy. Having a boy. You got any names picked out yet or anything you're thinking of? Yeah. I've got, like I said, I've got four names picked out. Nice. Tom, Derek, Jason, and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you know my vote. You got to name him Money. <laughs> <laughs> that little kid's name should be Money Appleby. It should be his middle name. Have his yeah. first name be Jay, his middle name be Money, and his last name. So be Jay Money Appleby. <laughs> I'm sure Naomi, Naomi would love that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially after no, the no. A shout out she gave us for our one year anniversary where she didn't know who the hell, she, who the hell we were. <laughs> what the hell kind of names are um, those? And then you have just Tom? Yeah, boring old Tom. <laughs> oh, she has no idea just how boring and old I am. Uh, no, I think she does. 
No. Um, no, in all seriousness, we do have a couple of names picked out and we're just going to wait till the day that, that he's born and just decide what we think's best. Take a look at him and see what he looks like. Is he yeah. look like a Tom or does he look like a D-Rock? <laughs> <laughs> Please don't look like a D-Rock. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right, boys. Uh, how about you, Jay Money? What was what was up with you and your holiday? Nod Nation wants to know. Well, Christmas it, it snowed, so like everything got delayed it, till the afternoon. Like the first time in fifteen years, it snowed on Christmas out here in New yeah. England. and it's been just so freaking cold this last few weeks. It's unbelievable. Brutal. It's right now. I'm watching the news. It's negative five degrees. It's awful. Yeah, it's been like coldest that I can remember in a long time. Yeah, this is like February temperatures. We're getting them like a month early. I don't like it. Yeah, it's weird. So, yeah, Christmas Day was odd because usually, you know, my family does it about noontime and everyone just pushed it back to like four because everyone had to dig out and wait for the roads to get plowed and stuff like that. So, awesome. other than that, it was cool. Yeah. And then New Year's, I had to work till nine. So, I just, by the time I got home, it was 10. And I just watched Maya Carey screw up again and laughed. <laughs> She kept asking for a cup of tea like the entire time. She's like, I want a cup of tea. Where's my cup of hot tea? Where's my hot tea? Give me a break. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I did enjoy Britney's performance on the Rockin' Eve. I did watch New Year's Rockin' Eve, Britney. I'm a a Britney fan. I am as well. Mm -hmm. I've been since day one. She may be crazy, but man, she can still get it. Yep. All right. Well, I had a very interesting holiday. Obviously, uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter is going to be four. So she's a great age for the whole Santa Claus thing. So we were really looking forward to this year. And we do Christmas Eve at my mother's and get that out of the way because I don't want to do anything on Christmas but sit around the house in my pajamas all day drinking spiked eggnog and watching Christmas movies and watching my kids play. That is all I want to do on Christmas. I don't want to have to go anywhere or do anything. So Christmas Eve, we went to my mother's, did all the gift exchange stuff. I saw my cousin Tony. Shout out to cousin Tony. It was a very treehouse Christmas for me. He went to Treehouse Brewery, which is like the number one brewery, microbrewery in the country right now, by the way. And he obtained some wonderful beers for me, a beer called Alter Ego, and another beer, I guess it was a test beer that they had just made a batch of, and he gave me those for Christmas, so thank you, Cousin Tony. He's a listener, so he's listening right now, and shout out to you, brother. Uh, yeah, so then we left my mother's, and on the way home, Jay Money, you're going to love this, because I haven't told you this story yet. I'm driving down Route 5, and you know how busy Route 5 is. It's basically a highway. Then well, well, it depends what part. I was the part with the underpasses, like right by, between the two rotaries. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you could have been like in, in Greenfield, in West Springfield. Okay, I didn't know. All right, so you know uh, how okay, now I'm with you. Yep, yep. You know how busy that road is, and how fast people fly up and down it. So all of a sudden, we're coming to go to the rotary to get home, and these cars in front of us start slowing down. One of them slams on their brakes, and they're like all slowing down. And Melissa's like, Mrs. Bo's like, oh, oh shit. There's an accident. And I'm like, oh, man, we're going to be all held up. So the cars on the left kept going, and we slow down. And as we're driving by, we notice that there's two cars pulled over, and there are people getting out of the cars, and there's a body on the ground in front of one of the cars. (sighs) Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. 
Oh, that was that person that got hit. Yeah, you heard about this. Well, it was on the news, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, wow. he got hit, and Melissa's like, you got to pull over. You gotta. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm not an EMT or anything. She's like, you got to help. You got to do something. I'm like, fine. So I pulled over, and I got out, and I ran over, and I was not looking forward to this because I assumed the dude was dead because he obviously was trying to cross the highway, Route 5, and he got hit by the car. And that car had to be doing about 50. So this was not going to be a pretty sight. Well, the, luckily, the guy was still alive and he was conscious. But there was so much fucking blood coming out of his head. It was pretty bad. So they were talking to him and trying to keep him from moving because obviously you don't want to move him. His legs were moving, so he, I knew he wasn't paralyzed. Just trying to keep him conscious. He went in and out of consciousness a few times. And meanwhile... There's all these bystanders, the woman who hit him, struck him in the car, and her friends or family or whatever all sitting there talking. And this guy was muttering something, and it obviously wasn't in English. So the two people that were trying to hold him down were like, no, please don't move, don't move. And one of the guys, one of the Spanish guys next to me says, you realize he's not speaking English, right? And I said, well, do you know what he's speaking? He's like, yeah, he's speaking Spanish. And I said to him, well, do you speak Spanish? He's like, yeah. I said, well, then why don't you go over there and translate for him? I mean, you're just standing here watching him bleed on the ground and watching them struggle to communicate with him. Go over there. He's like, I don't want to get involved. This is the mentality of people in our society today. I mean, this is almost as bad as Jay Money not moving at a concert for some poor guy who passed out and was dying on the floor. Hey, that spot was hard to get. He would have lost his spot. I don't care. This is the... This is the level of empathy that we have in today's society from our fellow men. Just I want I just want you all to know that this is what we're dealing with, folks. We're all doomed. We're all going to hell. I just want you to know that in case you didn't already. So we waited and finally the paramedics showed up and they took over. And when I left the guy, he was alive. I don't know what happened to him after that, but I will say it was a very traumatic experience for my kids to see. Uh, hopefully the guy pulled through. Jay Money, did you hear anything? You said you saw it on the news. Did they mention if he had survived or not? I think he did, but I'm not positive. All right. Well, I hope so, because he was a young kid. He was probably in his early 20s, and uh, yeah, he was in rough shape. That was pretty traumatic. So that was my Christmas Eve. Then I had to go home, do the whole, you know, stashing the gifts and everything, getting everything set up for the kids. And uh, yeah, I got about, by the time I went to sleep... And then they woke me up at 7 a.m. I think I got about four hours of sleep in between there. That was Christmas. And then New Year's was okay. But before New Year's, something very amazing happened. And you're going to love this story. You guys actually are already aware of this, but I'll tell Not Nation. Mrs. Bo called me frantically this past Wednesday. And I'm like, oh, my God, did she go into early labor? I'm thinking, is Zachary coming now? For those of you who don't know, my wife is nine months pregnant, and she's only weeks away from being due. So I get a frantic phone call. I just got into an accident. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. My heart sank. Okay. As a father, as a husband, I, I knew the girls were with her. So the, when the words, I just got into an accident, come out of her mouth, you know, obviously I know she's alive and well, but I don't know the state of my children. I don't know how bad the accident is. So immediately my mind just immediately goes to the worst, and I'm fucking worried i don't know what the hell is happening well here's what happened you ready for this story she was coming down our own street in our private residential neighborhood 
It's not a through street. It's a little loop, and the only people that come up and down here are my neighbors. I got a bad feeling about this. She's driving down the street to our house. She goes to turn left into our driveway, and all of a sudden, one of my neighbors comes flying up, tries to pass her on the left as she's making the left turn, whacks the front of her car. He's going so fucking fast that he can't stop. And he goes up onto my snow-covered lawn and drives across my whole fucking yard, missing the utility pole by about five inches and my tree on the other side of my yard by about a foot. Was the shed all right? The, <laughs> yes, the shed and the fence are both okay. Thank you for asking. Now, did he Oof. know she was trying to turn, or did he think she was just stopped in the road? He thought she was stopping in the road, but he knows, A, he's my neighbor. Mm-hmm. He lives literally diagonally across the street, four houses down on the other side of the street. So he knows my wife's car. He knows where she lives. He knows she's turning into that driveway. I'm going to tell you what I think happened. He claims he thought she was stopped and he was trying to pass her. First of all, you don't do that in a residential neighborhood. You don't pass. If she's not pulled over on the side of the road, you don't pass someone in the middle of the street. Second of all, he says, oh, the sun was in my eyes, so I couldn't see. Well, which story is it? Because now you're given multiple stories. This is what really happened. This jack-off, who I have warned numerous times, this isn't the first time he's been speeding up and down our street. I've actually stopped the guy before and berated him for flying down the street. He was driving, and he must have been texting or whatever the hell he was doing. He wasn't paying attention and did not see my wife slowing down in front of him. And at the last second, when he looked up and realized she was at a stop ready to turn... He was going so fast, he couldn't get out of the way. So he veered to the left, clipped her, and again, he didn't attempt to slow down or stop. He went right up on my grass, well, it was snow snow covered, my lawn, and across my yard. He had no control over his car, because he was doing probably 40, 45 miles an hour down my street. That's crazy on that street. So the cop comes. This motherfucker has a revoked license. He shouldn't even be behind the wheel. That's some bullshit. Now, you guys know I have a temper, right? So, no, no, not so you, Tom. I'm at work in the tractor trailer truck. I get this frantic call from my wife. Come home, come home. I need you. I need you. I zip home. Luckily, I was only in Chicopee making some deliveries. I bring, I drive the tractor trailer to my house. I park on the street. By that point, the cop and the ambulance are there. The paramedics are there. I see the ambulance, and I'm like, oh, my fucking God, what's going on? So I run up my driveway. As I'm running up the driveway, this douche nozzle (laughs) is standing there talking to the cop in the street. I look over. He looks at me and goes, oh, she's okay. She's okay. I point at him. I go, you shut the fuck up. (laughs) And then I ran into the house, and he's lucky the cop was there because I would have had a few other things to say to this motherfucker. So I run into the house. Mrs. Bo is sitting there. The paramedics are talking to her she didn't want to go to the hospital i'm like no you're nine months pregnant you need to go to the hospital if for no other reason than to make sure zach's okay but you don't know what could have happened to you internally so i made her go i'm like i'm here now i'll stay with the girls you go now the girls are all freaking out but they're excited like this is the most exciting thing that's ever happened in their entire lives they don't know they've never been in an accident before this is so crazy and cool to them they don't understand the severity of it or potential severity so I'm, I'm with them. They cart my wife off in this ambulance. 
and I feel awful because she's got to go to the hospital alone. But what am I going to do? I can't leave my daughters. So my mom comes, watches the kids. I run, run the truck back to the terminal and then get down to the hospital. I had to wait with her at this hospital for six fucking hours as they monitored her. Oh, my God. I hate hospitals. I got to tell you. The good news is everything's fine. She was having contractions at one point, and they were worried about her going to uh, preterm labor which would not have been great. I mean, he's at, he's developed enough that if he, she were to have him, he'd be in an incubator for a while, but he'd survive. But we don't, we don't want that. We want him to finish cooking before he comes out. Luckily, she calmed down. The contractions subsided. She was okay. She had some pain in her legs and in other places, and she's going to a chiropractor tomorrow, actually, to get checked out fully and get that all taken care of. If the guy even had insurance. He did, thankfully. He was... The, well, there's a whole story I can't get into because I've hired a lawyer, okay. and so there's no more really I can say about it because it's gonna, it's probably gonna get ugly before it gets pretty, and uh, I don't want to reveal my hand publicly, but yeah, it's it's gonna be dealt with one way or the other. This is going to be handled the way it should be handled, and I'm very disappointed with my fucking insurance company, and I should call their asses out, but I won't. Stay tuned for updates, Not Nation. I'm sure it's going to get contentious. <laughs> I could tell he was a piece of shit just from where he was living. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. That's a bit rude. Hey, he doesn't have a nice shed. Well, you know he's <laughs> nah. you know, right, right there. He's low class. He doesn't have a nice shed. Yeah, or a nice. It's fence. all about the sheds. So, but that was so. That's been my exciting yeah. my exciting holiday season, and uh, I'm happy to go back to work and get some normalcy back before. Zach shows up in a few weeks. We're only a few weeks away, boys. He's going to be here soon. Yeah, I've had it with the holidays. So how many weeks is she? Right now she's 35, 34, or 35 weeks along. So full term okay. is 39, I think, or 40. So she's only about... Anywhere between 38 and 40 is considered normal, yeah. Yeah, so she's only three or four weeks away from full term. She's less than a month. Uh, his due date is January 29th. That's his official due date. But, of course, D-Rock wants him to go on the 27th because that's D-Rock's birthday. And, uh, it goes a little bit longer to hit my birthday. So. so where's your birthday, February? Feb 4th. So There you go. All right. Well, maybe. Maybe he will share a birthday with the D-Rock or the Aussie. We will have to wait and see. But I am looking forward to him ar- arriving and everything being normal and everything being good and happy and healthy and all that. Ten fingers, ten toes, you know. So yeah. If it's born on February 4th, you could call it Zachary Aussie. <laughs> I'll just, his nickname will be Aussie. I'll just call him Aussie. That'll be my nickname for me. You little Aussie, you. You little Aussie. And my wife will be like, why the fuck are you calling him that? No, big, don't worry about it. You don't need to know. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the catch up. Let's let's move along. What do we want to talk about? We're talking about the end of 2017. We're now in 2018. We do a quick 2017 recap and talk about our favorites and and the worst of 2017. Jay Money, what do you want to do? What do you want to start with? Movies? Before that, can we talk about our Matt Hardy news? Wonderful! Oh my god, that's right. Holy shit, this is huge news. Yeah, it is. This is breaking news, as a former podcast of mine would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, the news. 
All right, go ahead. Hit so, it. so last week, me and uh, Big Knothead Lily Zemi went down to a WWE house show in Hartford, Connecticut, USA Earth, Milky Way. And as I've explained before, house show is not on TV. It's not filmed. It's just for the crowd that goes there for live. WWE calls them live events. So as I was heading down, I had taken a picture of my Vanguard 1 shirt. And I had said, heading down to uh, hashtag WWE Hartford for the Raw house show tonight. And I tagged Matt Hardy in, in the tweet. And about an hour after I tweeted it, Matt Hardy himself replied to our tweet. What? Yep. He said, stupendous. That's awesome. Yeah, it was that fucking was... awesome. That is amazing. So D-Rock was flipping out. He even made it like the... Uh, header on our facebook page that's pretty awesome that is really cool so uh i finally got to see woken matt hardy in person because i haven't seen him since this whole persona's happened i will take everything that makes you who you are your soul your spirit your essence your aura and i will delete you delete 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 how was it? Oh, it was fucking awesome. Uh, Lily actually took videos of me, my reaction, because I was just flipping out so hard. <laughs> and those can be found on the Facebook page? or Those are on her Instagram. Oh, she's going to have to share those on our Facebook page so Not Nation can see them. Yes, I'll take care of that, Tom. Thank you. So he came out. He did his whole thing. He, uh, you know, it was awesome. And then me and Lily had taken a video and of the two of us, the selfie video, and we had said, WWE Hartford, you knew we'd come. Nice. And so I put that up on Twitter, and about an hour after his match, who likes the tweet? But come Matt, on. Matt Hardy himself. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, if only we could get him to follow us. Oh, um, Matt Hardy, up. if you're listening to this show, please come on the show. I am magic. Oh, that would be outstanding. Sorry, uh, sorry. Who's who's Matt Hardy? Are uh, you the delete he, guy? He's joking. He knows who Matt Hardy is. <laughs> how could you not? If you're if you're a member of Not Nation, how could you not know who <laughs> Matt Hardy is? <laughs> well, since Matt since Hardy. I've known you guys, I've known I've known more about more about wrestling than I've ever have. So, and I don't yeah. even watch it. Well, neither do I, Nate. I, I know everything about wrestling through J Money and Derek, but I will say I do enjoy the whole broken slash woken gimmick. I'm a fan of Matt Hardy, so I'm all about promoting that. I think that's great. My broken brilliance. Yeah, it was awesome finally seeing him yeah. live do that character. It's a, and it's awesome that all of your devotion to that character has finally paid off with some acknowledgement. Now Iron Mike can take back all that he said about it. He likes poo-pooing you uh, celebrating the Matt Hardy thing. Yeah, I don't know what his problem is. Sorry that Matt Hardy's not a retro video game, Mike. <laughs> well, he thinks that you need to come up with original sayings and not use Matt Hardy's sayings. And I'm like, it's an homage. He, the yeah, kid is a, yeah. He's a fan of Matt Hardy. I, I get it. I think it's cool. Yeah. Plus, it's funny. We're, yeah, we're not ripping it off. We're just, you know, we're we're part of the woken. We're woken warriors. Yeah, we're okay. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, so that was pretty awesome. So fuck you, Iron Mike. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, he was starting Twitter beef with the fucking nerd podcast mafia. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's calling him turd podcast mafia and shit. And I'm like, you're affiliated with. 
you're affiliated with our show. Why are you starting shit with these guys? And they're all like, sorry, we've never heard of you. Because he's a wise, wise man. Yeah, they're like, we've never heard of you. <laughs> oh, fuck. I mean, that's why they don't retweet us. I mean, I will say, ha- there's a lot of them that don't retweet our our tweets when we post them, which is very annoying. Because I thought that we're, we're all supposed to do that for each other. And we definitely, we try to do it for all of them. If they post in that chat that they've got a new episode... I'm always the first one to to heart it and hit it, you know. I I I like it and retweet it, but yeah, that's not reciprocal, which kind of annoys me. Leave. No, I'm not gonna leave. <laughs> oh, yeah, pussy. <laughs> no, you know what it is. I see the potential, and there are podcasts in that group that I really like and respect. There are also podcasts in that group I do not like and respect, but the ones that are in there, I think there's more good than bad, and. I enjoy being a part of it. Fair enough. Each to their own. That's it. Again, just like Last Jedi, I don't have to like what you like. You don't have to like what I like. So, yeah, that Matt Hardy thing was something, Jay Money. I was really, really happy to see that. That's exciting stuff. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm going to take the uh, you know his replies to Pendus, and I'm going to print it out and probably make like some magnets out of it or something. With our little logo? Oh. Yep. I thought, you, I thought you were about to say I was going to print it out and make love to it for a second. <laughs> They'll probably do that, too. I already did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Just make sure you don't sell them. We can't profit on his thing because then WWE will be coming after us. No, I would never sell anything. I make a couple <laughs> things for you, me, and D-Rock. Right, right. And Danny. So, of course, Danny. But, yeah, so that was awesome. And now our new mission, now that he has acknowledged us and he is aware of our existence, our new mission is to hashtag his ass in everything and get him to follow us. Notice us, Senpei. Come on now. Mm-hmm. You know that Vanguard 1 follows us, right? I did know that, yeah. yeah. But so, I mean, that's I've, obviously uh, him, too. Hashtag magic. We are magic. <laughs> magic. Awesome. All right. Well, now can we talk about 2017 stuff? Yep. <laughs> if we have any time left. We'll do our top three movies of 2017 and our least favorite. All right. So you want me to start with my number three? Go nuts. My number three was Wonder Woman. All right. That's good. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Nate's going to appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Some love for the DCU. Mm -hmm. That was also my number three from our top five movies. There you go. All right. So your number three. My number three is going to be... Thor Ragnarok. Awesome. Actually, no, you know what? I have to change that. My number three is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I was on the fence. It was between the two of them, which one I was going to put as my number three. And I was going to give Thor the edge because it was like a new take on Thor and it was kind of you know, a lot of comedy and stuff. But a lot of the comedy was a little misplaced, don't you think, Nate? A hundred percent. I thought watching it for the first time, you get laughs, and it's really funny. But then I'm not too sure the rewatchability is there for that movie because not a lot really happens. And not only that, but elements of it Best felt like – some of the elements felt like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like it felt almost like it was ripping off Guardians of the Galaxy a little bit, like that formula and that feel. Yeah, and so and Hulk, Hulk, Hulk changed completely from – previous movies so oh i chalk that up to being on that planet i'm thinking that being on that planet affected him in a certain way that kind of made him more sentient that's that's the way i'm explaining that to myself but but either way 
I, I got to give the nod to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 because they did it first, and I think they did it a little bit better. So Thor would be right under Guardians, but Guardians is going to be my number three for the 2017 top three. Hmm. Well, I disagree with you guys on Thor, and Thor Ragnarok is actually my number two movie of the year. <laughs> for all the reasons we said it's not? or <laughs> Basically, yeah. And I saw it a second time, <laughs> and I thought it was just as funny, and the jokes were just as good the second time. I mean, that fight between him and the Hulk in the arena is epic. It's, it's one of my favorite scenes in any movie this year, but it doesn't carry the entire movie. Well, I love that. Yeah, and it doesn't finish. Oh, it finishes. It finishes with say, Hulk pounding him into the fucking ground, <laughs> and you just don't. You see, see it. You, see him, you see him jump up. Yeah, you know what happens. Down. Nate, and, then, it's and a, then the next thing you know, they're in the bloody room having a spa. Sometimes you got to use your imagination, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you have to do that in a movie. You got to use your imagination. I'm too old to use my imagination. Just like we have to use our imagination on where the fuck Maz Kanata got Luke's lightsaber, because now we'll never know. We got to use our imagination and just pretend, you know, come up with our own theories and thoughts because Ryan Johnson's an asshole and ruined it for us. Or you could just wait. There might be a third movie and they might mention it in that. Well, maybe. We'll see. I suppose that's possible. He could undo the whole raised parentage thing, too, if he wanted to. Just say, that's that's good. They're going to say that in the third movie, I think. You think that's going to be part of the JJ's. Straightening the ship, he's okay. gonna change that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would. Yeah, yeah, that was a big letdown. Right, what are we up to? My, uh, my num- number two. Yeah, your number two. Uh, my number two was actually Baby Driver. Really? Now, people have been telling me this movie is awesome. I still haven't seen it. Huh? I saw it in the theater. It's, it's refreshing. Is it something to go? Do I need to rent it immediately? Is it John Wick good? Like, I, how have you not seen this movie yet? Kind of good. I love John Wick. That's a different oh, beast. And stuff. But um, it was just really different, like the way they used the music and the driving was awesome. And the storyline was yeah a bit cheesy at times, but it, it just really worked. I, I loved it. And yeah, my number two for the year. Oh, wow. All right. Well, I'm definitely going to check that out because you're not the first person to tell me I need to see that movie. So No, I, I love Baby Driver. It wasn't nerdy, though. That's why I didn't put it on my list. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah, but if it's a if it's in your top three favorite movies, then no, that's, it definitely wasn't. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, I don't even know if it's it necessarily have to be. It doesn't have to be nerdy, per se. Yeah. But I will say that my number two movie of the year was nerdy, and that was Wonder Woman. Awesome. Yeah, Wonder Woman. Oh, nice. Oh, dude, I loved Wonder Woman. I thought it was great. I mean, it had its problems, like any movie does, but overall, I mean, they did such a good job of presenting that character, telling her origin, introducing her into the world of men. Like I said, there there were issues, like her handing the sword over to that secretary lady, (laughs) like, guard this with your life. I mean, if this is the only weapon that's going to be able to kill Ares, you're not going to entrust it with anyone you're not going to let it leave your side i mean come on so there were little things like that that bothered me but overall i really enjoyed the fuck out of that movie and gal gadot is just holy shit she's like oh yeah she is literally a goddess walking among men man holy fuck and i've said it since day one that they cast her everyone said that she wasn't going to be good and i said just you wait she's gonna be well you were right jay money she is Awesome. And Wonder Woman was great. I'm really looking forward to the sequel. Iconic. 
I agree. Yeah, she's the Wonder Woman for this generation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. Great movie. That's my number two for 2017. Money. Yes. What's your What's your number one movie? What's your favorite movie of 2017? I'm curious to see if me and Tom have the same number one movie or not. I'm going to bet that we don't. Okay. My number one is Spider-Man Homecoming. Really? Yep. I assumed it would be The Last Jedi. <laughs> That's not even, that didn't even make my uh, top five. <laughs> I'm very surprised after the way you were gushing about it last week. Well, actually, it's my number four was The Last Jedi now that I'm looking. Okay. So I flip-flopped with Logan, but Last Jedi ended up being number four. But no, Spider-Man Homecoming, five stars. Uh, I've watched it twice in the theater, probably three times on Blu-ray, and it I, honestly gets better every time. All right, fair enough. How about you, Nate? What's your number one movie of 2017? Just on uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, it's my favorite Marvel movie of the year. So my number one was actually a horror movie, and it was actually It. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because I know you're not, even, that movie. you're not even a big horror guy. That's not your genre. Oh, not at all. But this movie uh, wasn't as scary as I thought it would be, but the movie itself was just amazing and I watched it at the cinema by myself, which was freaky enough. But, yeah, that just, it was so good. Um, I couldn't recommend it enough. That's awesome. And Bill Skarsgård did a hell of a job, huh, as Pennywise? Uh, look, you say, this is what annoys me about the Oscars. Like, he won't get a nomination for Best Actor, but he should. Really? Uh, he was brilliant. Amazing. I- he made that movie so entertaining and so freaky. And, yeah, it was great. Now, see, maybe not, I could see maybe not Best Actor, but I think Best Supporting, he could, I think he should get, or could get nominated for. Didn't Heath Ledger win Best Supporting, like, post posthumous, like, after he died? Yeah, for The Dark Knight, for, for Dark Joker. Knight. Yeah, so, I mean, I it, Pennywise isn't that far off from The Joker, so, I mean, I suppose anything's possible, but... Uh, yeah, that's really cool. I'm actually looking forward to seeing that movie when it comes out. Is it out on Redbox yet? Uh, not yet. I uh, think soon. Okay, as soon as that comes out, I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to rent that one because I I was a fan of the original, the one with Tim Curry, the TV and, series, the yeah. TV miniseries, and I'm eager to see this one. I'm really <laughs> nervous for the sequel because obviously they're going to do a part two where the kids are older, and I'm curious how that's going to work because I think part of the charm of this movie was. The, was the kids if if i'm not speaking out of class nate i mean you would know better than me because you've seen the movie but from everything i've heard it's the performance of the kids that really helped carry this movie yeah there was not one weak link amongst the kids the kid actors and i've have found out that the kids have all been hired for the sequel so real yeah, i'm yeah i'm imagining there's going to be more flashbacks to when they were kids okay that's smart that is smart it is that, very smart you'll keep that element because that, that is apparently a popular theme, especially now in the with Stranger Things being as hot as it is. Everyone wants to tap into that kid adventure. That's cool. I, mean, I can't wait to see it. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm with Jay Money with The Last Jedi. It would just be out of my top five, though. Mm-hmm. Well, my I'd number like one... i say that just to annoy you. No, yeah, that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. My um, number one movie of 2017. I'm shocked. I'm really shocked, Jay Money. Spider-Man Homecoming. Nice. You and I have the same pick for the best movie of the year. And for all the reasons you gave, plus the reason Nate gave, it's my favorite of the Marvel movies that came out this year. 
Uh, it was my the movie that I was most excited to see besides Star Wars. And it's the one that didn't let me down. I unlike Star Wars. <laughs> so it was awesome. It was fun. There were elements of it that I didn't care for, like obviously the whole Mary Jane changing her to MJ, you know, Michelle Jones, the people call me MJ. That was unnecessary. That, you know, that was kind of like a slap in the face to the long-term fans because Mary Jane is like a key character in Peter Parker's life. I mean, you, I don't mind you changing around little insignificant side characters like Ned Leeds and whatnot, but you can't fuck with Mary Jane Watson, man. She's a key player. Why don't you not have Aunt May? I mean, come on. It's like the same thing. That just didn't take... bother me at all. Well, it bothered no, me. Same. It seems like from that and The Last Jedi, Tom, you really hate change. No, it's just certain things that... <laughs> you know, certain things don't need to be changed. Like, they're changing them just for the sake of change. Like, changing that doesn't enhance the story. It doesn't make it a better story or make it a better character. So if you're not doing... like. Okay, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming, but they gave Vulture a daughter, and that was a cool twist in the movie where they reveal Peter's girlfriend was actually the daughter of Adrian Toomes, a.k.a. the Vulture. That was awesome. Now, in the comics, that's not the case. The Vulture doesn't have a kid, and he's also a lot older. So that lent itself to the story, and it was a cool twist that enhanced the movie. I was okay with that. If you make a change for that reason, I'm I can get behind it. If you just change a character just for the sake of changing her name from Mary Jane to Michelle Jones, I mean, what's the point of that other than you, to piss off these diehard fans, self included? It's it's kind of like because Tom, because if you knew that she was playing Mary Jane from the start, you know very well that uh, Spider Man was never going to end up with the Vulture's daughter, so therefore it's pointless. And at least now that you're watching it, you go, oh, you're more invested in that relationship than just waiting for that her to piss off and then he ends up with Mary Jane anyway. So I that's would why I reckon they did it. No, I normally would agree with that philosophy and that idea, except for the fact that they didn't mention her name the entire movie. And then at the very end, after it all fell apart with Liz and he wasn't going to be with Liz, then they revealed her name and changed the name. If they had set up front her name was different and made you and threw you off that, then I might be able to buy into that, but that wasn't the case. So, but it's okay. I've only seen it once. So. I still love the movie. It's still my favorite movie. Uh, even with the talking suit, I know that was a bugaboo for a lot of people, but I thought it perfectly explained how he inner monologues. Cause in the comics, a lot of the comic book is Peter talking to himself. I mean, the guy, he's, he's inner monologuing. And how were you going to have that happen in the movie? He was just going to be talking to himself the whole movie. So I get why they gave him a little AI in the suit so he could interact with it. And that kind of eliminated that problem. Obviously, I was annoyed that there was no spider sense, but they've already corrected that. And in the Infinity War trailer, you see that he has spider sense. So, yeah, it's a great movie. My number one movie of 2017, Spider-Man Homecoming. Loved it. Nice. All right, Jay Money, what was your least favorite movie of 2017? Give me the worst. You gave me the best. Now, what's the worst? Are we doing top three or just number one? Let's just do one. Oh, we just need one okay. really bad movie. It was the worst movie for you. Well, if you listen to the podcast, you re- you probably know it was Transformers The Last Night. 
Oh, I can't believe you sat through that My piece of shit. God, did I hate this movie. <laughs> Russ is going to be so disappointed. Ru- yeah. Oh, okay, talk about Russ's list, will you? Come on. It's like movies <laughs> I never even heard on his list. <laughs> never heard of. But, um, yeah, I just hated it so much. I don't even know what to say. Go back and listen to the podcast when uh, I was coming home from driving there. Oh, my God. You know what the worst part is? It still made a fuck ton of money, and they're going to make more of them. There's another one coming out this year. I mean, a spinoff, but still. Oh, Bumblebee, yeah, with John Cena. I'm going to go see it. Of course, John Cena's in it. <laughs> you know, Lily Zenny will be there day one. That's Two right. things she loves, John Cena and Transformers, combined mm. into one movie. That's right. Throw Jay Money in there, and she's got the perfect trifecta. <laughs> All her loves. So that's my worst movie of the year. All right. Fair enough. How about you, Nate? When I tell you my worst movie of the year, you have to take this with a grain of salt because I don't actually have that many chances to watch movies these days. So I'm regular, um, friend. So I haven't watched many, but my biggest disappointment this year was actually Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Really? Yeah. I found it... Right from the start, I just thought it was stupid, and right to the end, when Pac-Man turned up, I thought it was even more stupid. And (laughs) Peter uh, Star-Lord playing catch with his dad was probably one of the worst scenes in a movie this year. It's up there with um, Superman's Mo. so, yeah. yeah, It's up there with Flying Leia, Space Leia. It was uncomfortable. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I I would agree. It was awkward. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard... Yeah, it was just, I just, it did not. I when we reviewed it on our show, I said it might be because I was in a cinema that didn't have many people in it, so the laughs weren't like no one was laughing in the cinema, so it wasn't contagious. And but everything right from the very opening scene to the very end, I was I was happy to leave that movie and never watch it again. Wow. So, yeah. But like I said, I have not seen that many movies this year, so. I am sure there's a few more out there that I could have. Right. I actually added up my movies this year, and I went to see 21 movies in the theater. Holy shit. Jeez. And I, and I saw I at, reckon least, I... at least three twice. Wow. So you are the man who brings the money to Hollywood. Uh, yep. yep. Gives <laughs> your money to Hollywood. I, rec- I reckon I saw probably six movies, and I saw Star Wars twice. Yeah, I think I'm with you, Nate. I think I saw six or seven movies. That's about it. And I did not see Star Wars twice. <laughs> I will. I'll see it a second time. I haven't given up on it, but uh, I'm not in a rush. I might I might wait for Blu-ray. So uh, I, I will tell you my worst favorite or least favorite movie, though. It's uh, I guess I guess it's unfair to say it's the worst movie. Because. Again, I don't hate the movie, but it was the most disappointing movie for me. And therefore, it's got to be the worst. And that would be Star Wars The Last Jedi. It was the biggest disappointment. Um, I didn't see Justice League yet, so maybe that would be worse. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, If your expectations are low for Justice League, it shouldn't be a problem. Well, I'm sure it's not going to be as good as Wonder Woman. (laughs) No way. Yeah. So, yeah, I have to say, I, I'm sure that's going to make a lot of people roll their eyes. But, yeah, Last Jedi. 
that's my worst of 2017. Sorry. Most disappointing movie of the year. My most anticipated and most disappointing movie. Well, that's wrong. But anyway, we'll move on. (laughs) (laughs) It's only an opinion, Nate. It's not right or wrong. Well, is there any other best of 2017 you want to hit on? Uh, Just my favorite TV show of the year was Glow. Yeah, that was really good. I got to tip my cap to you on that recommendation. I really enjoyed that show. I canceled my Netflix until season two. Really? <laughs> There's really nothing else I watch on Netflix. All right. Oh, really? Well, uh, my, my favorite. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, can I go nope. first? My favorite show of the year was actually a, a tie between The Punisher and Stranger Things 2. Jesus, Nate, it's like you and I share a brain sometimes because my favorite TV shows of this year were, and it's a tie, The Punisher and Stranger Things Season 2. So, yeah, those were amazing. And I will not cancel Netflix because I enjoy all of the Netflix stuff that they're offering that's good stuff. And Jessica Jones Season 2 is coming soon. So, March, I believe. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward yeah, to that. And he got, why did you cancel Netflix? He got shows like The Sinner, Godless, yeah, Mindhunters. I don't know what any of that means. Jay Money's not a big TV show guy. No. Never has been. And when I do watch TV, I like to flip through the channels. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before, you know? You can't do that on Netflix. No. No. So. Well, I I will agree with Nate. Punisher was outstanding. It, it, Nate, would you agree with me that it's probably, out of all the Marvel TV shows, it's it's probably the best, or it's tied with Daredevil Season 1. It's right up there. I, I, I just have it. Just behind Daredevil Season 1. I think yeah. Daredevil Season 1 just did it Set for me. Why yeah. is it? Yeah. Well, it, it was the first time. Cut. It's the first time we saw Marvel characters in that kind of light. I mean, it was a darker edge to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and you weren't expecting it. And it was like, holy shit, this is for real. Like, they're, they're not pulling yeah. any punches. So that was refreshing and, and new. But, man, they let loose with Punisher. They pulled out all the fucking oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and while we're on this, I'll go for my worst show of the year, and I'd I'd put Defenders in there. Really? Yeah, fuck, that sucked. Well, you worse than Iron Fist, though. I never watched Iron Fist because everyone oh. told me not to, so I didn't. So I listened. Well, I'll give you my worst <laughs> show of the year, and it is Marvel's Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the biggest disappointment TV wise. I was really looking forward to that. Defenders was okay. I mean, it wasn't great. And they definitely wasted Sigourney Weaver. I mean, that was pointless even having her in that show. Um, the payoff there was awful. But I didn't think it was terrible. It was just kind of, it was there. It was average. It was not, mem- I, I was listening to dinner and a podcast today, actually. And they mentioned it, I think it was, might have been Joey, I'm not sure. But he he said that might have been something a- memorable. Joe. You mean jo- Joey? Oh, no. You call him Joey. It's Joe. Okay. <laughs> Joe, sorry. Got Joey on the brain. Anyway, so, yeah. And, and Joe said, um, name something memorable about Defenders. And you can't really because there wasn't anything that memorable about it. And oh, I, with all I, those I just, characters to, with all those characters together, there should have been a moment like the hallway scene in Daredevil Season 1 or the seeing that the guys all come to find the Punisher and he just tears shit up. There was none of that at all. So I, Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, 
it took four episodes for them to come together. That was their first problem. They by by episode two, the four of them should have been teamed up. Especially because it was a short series. It was only eight episodes, right? Yeah. So it took you half your episodes to get the group together. I mean, that's bad. You should have had one episode where you recap where everybody's at. By episode two, by middle, by midway through episode two, they're all they've all come together. The four of them are working together, and then you get, you know, the better part of the series with the team together as the defenders. The fact that it took them till episode four to come together and form a team—that's a bad look. That didn't work. I'll agree. Yeah, it was just so cheesy. It was cheesy and cheap, and I'm I'm mad. I wasted eight hours when I could have played video games. I mean, it had its moments. I, I, I did enjoy it. I love Electra. She's she's smoking, too. Oh, Elodie Young. She could get it. You're right. It wasn't super memorable, but I w- it wasn't as bad as Iron Fist, man. Iron Fist was bad. Yeah, and that's exactly why I've never watched it, because everyone said it's terrible. Yeah. you don't Wait for season two. Hopefully they correct the problems with season two, because I don't hate that actor. I just wish they'd make his character less whiny. He's so fucking whiny. It's ridiculous. It's like, God. He's your immortal spo- iron fist. Yeah, you're supposed to be a master of kung fu. You're supposed to have like perfect control over your body and mind, and you're a whiny bitch. <laughs> you it was, know? It was funny, though, how he spent like the whole season tied up. Yeah, that was pretty good. So, is season two of Iron Fist even going to be on Netflix, or is that going to be on the Disney app? Oh, I'm sure it'll. Disney. The Disney. Streaming service isn't going to launch till 2019. It's oh, still. Okay. I thought it was next year. No, it's well, over. Yeah, that, that's next year. Yeah, now it is. We're in 2018. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I was saying. I believe there is. I believe there is a deal in place that the Marvel will stay on Netflix the TV shows that they're currently yeah. doing. Yeah, I think they're going to whatever. I think if they if they produce new Marvel shows, they'll be on the Disney streaming service. But I think the ones that are currently on Netflix, like. Defenders and all those four characters and Punisher. I think they're staying right where they are on Netflix, which is fine. Don't mess with it. It's good. It's working. I would like to see Ghost Rider. Wouldn't you love to see a Ghost Rider Netflix series? No, because the budget would be so cheap it would look stupid. No, I think they could do doesn't, it. They pulled him up. Ghost on, Rider t- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., don't they? Yeah, he was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm saying spin him off Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to give him his own Netflix show. And then get real down and dirty with them. Because there's not much you can do on ABC television with Ghost Rider. They could get a lot more graphic and gory and creepy on a Netflix show. Then they could do a Midnight Suns storyline. That would be fucking awesome. I would love that. Nicholas Cage isn't doing much. Let's get him back. No, no, fuck him. No. It was a joke. Tom, it was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) He could, you know, he can be, have a cameo. Uh, he can be like the Sigourney Weaver character, the useless bad guy that gets killed in like the fourth episode. He could be vengeance. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Vengeance. All right, boys. Well, why don't we wrap things up? This was a real quick 2017 recap. Again, D-Rock didn't show up. So thanks, Mr. 110%. Given it all, as always. Appreciate you. How about some recommendations? Let's go with our guest, Mr. Nate, the Aussie Appleby, thanks for stepping in. What do you want to recommend to Not Nation this week? Uh, well, this week I will recommend Mindhunters on Netflix, actually. I've just finished watching the first season, and it's about FBI agents in the 1970s learning how to profile serial killers. 
so they're interviewing them and stuff. It's really well done and very entertaining. Nice. And that's all on short notice. All right. Because, <laughs> you know, you, you never listen to our show, so you don't know that we ask for recommendations at the end. <laughs> How could you I didn't know I was going to be on your show until about two minutes before you asked. That's a good point. That's a good point by mm. you. <laughs> Again, I appreciate you. Thank you. Money and I could carry a show, but it's a lot easier with a third person. Thank you. It's just more fun. You're welcome. Yeah, I agree. Plus, we love you. And we wanted to give you a chance to defend yourself since half the mafia wants to see you dead now. <laughs> I've got nothing to defend myself for. I did nothing wrong. You had valid points. All right. How about you, Jay Money? What do you want to recommend to Not Nation this week? I will recommend, if you can find one, to pick up one of the Super Nintendo Classic systems because I finally got one and I love it. I agree with everything Nate said. It's really, really fun. You know how to do certain things. The system's even funner. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yes, you've definitely cracked some of those codes, haven't you? <laughs> uh, you remember a few weeks ago when I shit all over Battlefront 2? Yes, I do. I hadn't played the campaign yet, and I will say I'm about four hours into the campaign, and it's really, really fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I wouldn't pick it up for the 60 bucks but a lot of stores and websites have had battlefront 2 on sale for like 40 or less so if you can find it for that then i would actually recommend it now because the campaign is really fun all right very cool real quick tom i'll just tell you some quick notes about the campaign it actually takes place immediately after the end of return of the jedi Ooh. You're a female TIE fighter commander in the Inferno Squadron, and it's it's cool. You follow her. Uh, you get to play as Luke Skywalker in one level, like after Return of the Jedi. Lando is in it. Princess Leia's in it. L- Lando's in this game, just not the new trilogy? Correct. He's in this, <laughs> well, because the game, like I said, takes part right after uh, Return of the Jedi. Like You see the Death Star blow up from the TIE fighters' pilots' perspectives. Oh, Jesus. And then they're like, "What's what now, you know? We do... Cool. All right. I got another recommendation, actually. Hit me. I got a recommendation for Tom to stop living in the past. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll start living in 2018 then. All right. I'm gonna live in 2019. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Well, I will recommend Agents of Shield. We were just mentioning Agents of Shield, so. If you haven't been watching it, it's really off the wall this year. I mean, it's crazy. They're in space, and they're 90 years in the future. <laughs> and I don't know how or why. Yeah, it's really crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> but for some reason, it works, and it's really compelling. So if you haven't been watching it this season, I'm sure you can catch all the episodes on demand. Watch it and catch yourselves up because it's really cool. <laughs> I, I've been enjoying the shit out of it. And the Cree, everyone knows and loves the Cree. They're playing big into the in this uh, current storyline, so it's really interesting. Check it out, Agents of Shield, before it gets canceled because I think this is its last season. I so. can't even believe that's still on the air. I yeah. lasted about halfway through season one. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people a lot of people gave up after halfway through season one, and I will be the first to admit season one did not start out great, but it got really good. Like they there was a big reveal, one of the characters turned out to be a Hydra agent and a traitor. And from that point forward, the whole show shifted in tone and it got really, really good. So 
might be worth. I mean, Agents of Shield's on Netflix, Nate. If you're ever bored, it might be worth picking up again and checking it out. I don't actually think it's on Australian Netflix. So. Oh, okay. You guys have yeah, different, different. On your Netflix. I did not know that. Yeah, like they what have that do? Star Trek show on there. Oh, that's cool. How was that? Yeah, I loved that show. That was really good. Because I'm a Trekkie. I like Trek. So uh, it's def it's definitely more J.J. Abrams Star Trek than other Sick, yeah. versions. But yeah, but no, I really enjoyed it. It was different, more action, a bit yeah. more warlike. So yeah. Hopefully it'll eventually end up on our Netflix and I can check it out because I'm not paying a separate streaming service for that as much as I like Star Trek. No, it's not happening. So, Agents Shield, that's my recommendation. That's it. That's all I got this week. Once again, I want to thank our special guest, Mr. Nate the Aussie Appleby from the Aussie and the Palm Show. Nate, if people want to check out Aussie and the Palm, how do they do that? Not on the Nerd Podcast Mafia. <laughs> Just keep twisting the knife, Nate. Just twist the knife. <laughs> Uh, you can check us out on SoundCloud, uh, Aussie in the Pom. Check us out on Twitter, Aussie underscore the Pom. And like Afghani Dave always says, just check us out on Google. We'll, we'll, we'll come up. So <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's the catch-all, that Google. All right. Yeah. Well, on behalf of Nate, the Aussie Appleby, and the man who brings the money, Mr. J Money... Money, you there? Yeah. We're, we're signing off. Oh, okay. Sorry. Where'd you go? Oh, I was uh, just looking at something on the internet. Oh, my God. I'm going to start calling you Mr. 110%. No, don't do that. All right. Let me try this again. And the man who brings the money, Mr. J. Money. Senior Bo, I knew you'd come. This isn't intro. It's oh. the out. What the hell's wrong with you? Have you been drinking? No. <laughs> Give us an outro. Oh. Thanks, Tom. See you in the, our next week. We're gonna do our uh, like what we're anticipating, looking forward to in 2018. Yes, and hopefully we'll have D Rock on for the big announcement. Oh man, that announcement though. That's huge. That affects everybody, not just D Rock. Oh my God, does it? So, all right, well, my name is Tom Van Zant, and until next week, bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> I, lo- I love you, Nerd Podcast Mafia family. Um, I like some of them. All right. <laughs>